Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. And I just have to say, baby, I can rock it to you. There's great music from all the decades. In here in Vegas, you know that you can see the old groups, you can see the new stuff. But there was a great time. There's not a lot from the 80s and 90s, and yet it's a very popular uh, time for music. And we've got one of the great groups, the Jets. A family it used to be eight people. Now we've got 17, and we've got three of them with us today. <laughs> so we'll tell you uh, they, they are all Wolfgrams, but we'll start with uh, there's Rudy. Leroy and Heine. They're three yeah. of the originals, but then there's 17 in the group. Rudy, first of all, 17 in the group. How does everybody get a chance to participate in all this? <laughs> well, here, there's 17 brothers and sisters. My parents had 17 kids, and the yeah. eight oldest were the original members of the Jets. And so Leroy, Jet myself, and, and Heine, we are the original uh, members who actually started the band with my parents. And so we started the band when Elvis Presley passed away in 1977. And then we got our record deal in the 80s. And so that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, so there's 17 brothers and sisters. Can you believe that? But you guys were a huge hit. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many of these family pe- people think of the cow sills. And I heard that comparison. Oh, no, this is the closest I've seen are the Jacksons, where you got so much talent. And... How, how did you guys realize, hey, you know, we're not just individually talented. We could get together and really put a show together. Whose idea was it and how did it get started? This is Heine. Uh, it was my father's yeah. idea. Actually, he saw that Jackson's and the Osmonds on TV in, 19, in the late 70s. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like all 17 of us were born at the same time. So, you know, <laughs> when we first started, there was just really the three of us who were old enough to really hold an instrument. My, my sisters were younger, they were babies, and then half the family wasn't even born. So, you know, he started when we only had about eight kids in the family. Um, and, uh, you know, it just evolved as we got older. Like Rudy said, the oldest eight uh, at the time were the ones that were signed to MCA Records. And as uh, my mom gave birth to the rest, you know, some of them joined, some of them didn't. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not like we were all 17 on the stage at one time because, you know, we're literally, we, there's a huge age gap, age range between the oldest and the youngest kids. Well, you, you guys were great because people, you know, you, you talked about like the Osmonds and so forth, but you guys had a lot of hits back in the 1980s. These are uh, 
It, it, it just was a lot of fun. That music was well-timed to the 80s, too, wasn't it? I mean, I think of you guys are from Minnesota and Prince. Leroy, was that kind of the thing to try to get people to dance and uh, kind of bring that new spirit to the 80s and 90s? Yeah, it, yes. It, it was such a blessing to be part of that era. And, you know, growing up, you know, I have, like, kids coming to me and they're they're showing me, for example, like Bruno Mars, you know, hey, this, this is fresh, you know. <laughs> and I'll show them some Jackson track. Hey, oh, it's not so new it's you know it's, it's all it's good music and you know they we're one of the most sampled generation of music in the 80s and 90s and we just happened to be at the right place at the right time and it was it's been such a blessing for us and that's why me and uh, rudy and Heine we decided hey why don't we do a, a concept show that's based on our eras because we were that's when our hits came out we had eight top 10 billboard and we can't believe radio stations are still playing i even heard it at walmart you know and the <laughs> and gas station I mean, they're playing it still, so it's great. It's great music, that's <laughs> why. And we're so lucky to have you here in Vegas for this show. It's at Planet Hollywood, 6.30 at night, yeah. Tuesday through Saturday. You you can't miss it. Uh, Rudy, I want to know, what do people expect to see? Obviously, you're going to give them some of the hits. What else are you going to uh, have in this show? So here's the thing. When you come see a, sh a show, it's not just a typical concert. It's an experience. That's what we call it, the 80s, 90s experience. And what Roy was saying, that when you come see the show, we take people back to that era. And if you're from that era, you're going to go back to that happy day when you were excited about Tributes. life. And so it's, it's, we do a lot of tributes to the artists that we actually grew up listening to, we actually Worth performed it. with. We're part of the Minneapolis Sound with Prince and The Time and Janet Jackson. So we really want people to understand. And, and a lot of the, the people that come see our shows, when they come meet us, they're going, wow, you took me back to my childhood. Wow, I'm just so glad that I was able to, to yeah. have that experience again. Give me one more chance to Well, you know, Heine, do you get people coming to you going, I forgot about you guys? Because I've heard that, and then people go, the Jets, the Jets. And then you play them some of this music. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> so this is a great opportunity you to know, get that great name out again. You know what? That's exactly it. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, Jets, Jets, Schmetz, you know, New York Jets, Benny and the Jets. But once <laughs> they hear the songs, like you said, <laughs> they remember the songs. And, you know, what Rudy said uh, it's a, a like 1,000% high-energy show. Like, I know we're in our 50s, but uh, <laughs> it's nonstop uh, choreography, dancing, live, actually really live music. You know, this it's one of the very few shows on the strip where you'll see real musicianship. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people, you know, it's hard to sit in your seat because we're like Leroy. Said, we're just taking them on a journey and experience. And uh, I can't believe we're doing it, actually, because, you know, we got to come ice down our knees every night. Well, I, I have heard from some people that said, you know, that's my music. I was young at that same time, and I maybe, maybe could have hung with them a little bit back then in terms of the, all the energy and stuff. They go, my God, where do they get this energy and this stuff? I guess that just comes from you guys <laughs> continuing to do this all the time, right? You just keep doing it. It's, it's in your blood. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's been entertaining. Yeah, we we did luau's. Uh, my mom was a, a hula dancer, and it's just always been around the house. You know, the moving around, the dancing, the singing, and so we're blessed to still do it, even in you know in our age now. Leroy, let's talk about that because uh, 
you know, the family's heritage is from Tonga. And there is a yeah. lot of that. You know, I remember watching that music as I grew up. You know, you, you'd see it and so forth. And that's the one thing that comes through is lots of energy. Like, it never stops. And that kind of was a <laughs> nice milled into kind of the R&B and the pop sound that you bring from the 80s and 90s. Yes, absolutely. And, and we, we uh, attribute a lot of that to our culture. It, you know, it's a very fun, you know, the nickname of Tonga is, is the friendly islands. And we try to, you know, kind of like Hawaii's aloha spirit. You know, we try to bring that, exude that. And I think that's what a lot of these people responded to us back in the 80s, you know, when we do the Dick Clark show and, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And it was just a blessing for us to, to, to get out there. And, you know, we're just trying to uh, we, we actually have video presentation in the show where we kind of show them that, you know, and they go, whoa, they were on this and this and that. And it was, <laughs> it's just a great uh, experience and fun for us, too. Well, people do <laughs> love that. And when we, we we think of the Jets, we got to think family. I mean, Heine, I've been wanting to ask you. I know you, you and your wife have 14 <laughs> children. Is that right? That is right. Yes. You know, someone had to carry on the tradition of, you know, my parents and the Jets and uh, they actually sing and dance, too. So, you know, we're just carrying it on to the next generation. But, yes, we have 14 children. (laughs) Or she had 14 children. I didn't. (laughs) Rudy, how about you? So I only have three kids. But, yeah, you're right. What are you doing? Just three? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like like Heidi said, I, I, I... it depends on the wife. If the wife wants that many kids, and bless Sarah's heart, she wanted a lot of kids. They have a great. Heidi's not telling you this, but their their uh, kids. Their name is the Thirteen Crowns. They actually have some wonderful songs out right now that are that are just all over Spotify. You can hear it there, and they're just taking our. Uh, you know, they're just taking the Jets to the next level. They're the next generation Jets. Rudy one more thing you know I know you sing and dance up there and and so forth from Minnesota Minnesota must have been surprised what is it about Minnesota you know because Prince was from there too it it, it just like somehow all you guys did kind of really fit into Minnesota they took you on I mean it's the local band I I think that's really cool and people always talk about Minnesota didn't you uh, play in a Super Bowl that was in in Minnesota is that right (laughs) Yes, we actually played there for the, uh, just in 2018 when uh, we were there, and it was like freezing cold, but we loved being there. And like I said before, like Roy said, we happened to be in Minnesota at the right place at the right time. My parents uh, brought us there thinking that uh, somehow we're going to make it. And because of Prince, all the record labels came to Minnesota looking for bands to sign, and we were one of those bands. And so we were very, very lucky to be able to rub shoulders with that whole scene. Like, you know, the, the Minneapolis sound, there is a sound there that in the 80s, just like there was a sound in the in the 60s for Motown. And so we had our era, and, and that's our show really kind of emphasizes that period of time and, and how people who remember uh, that whole period come to see our show and get to experience that all over again. You were discovered by the same guy who managed uh, Stevie Wonder, David Bowie, and, and that had to help too. You guys had all that talent, but Leroy... 
you dealt with people that were the big pros and they knew what you had to do and they put together this great act that went beyond just a talented family. Absolutely. And I, I just thought, you know, like you said, being at the right place, meeting David Rifkin, uh, who did a lot of the Prince records and um, just meeting that camp. And then, of course, Don Powell, who had the experience with the Osmonds and, and, and the people you mentioned that you could uh, we could have asked for the best situation. And and, you know, we were just very thankful. And, yeah, it's uh, grateful and honored that we're at least we got a little piece of something in the music industry <laughs> with that sound. Rudy, it looks like, as I look at it, I mean, you do vocals. All three of you do vocals, as I understand it, correct? I mean, it's yes. not... Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, the group was originally called Quasar, which I find interesting, and you switched <laughs> it to the Jets because of the Elton John song, right? Yes, actually, before we became the Jets, we were we were a bar band doing clubs in, in the Midwest, and uh, I think Roy and my parents were looking for something back then. It was... We're trying to copy Earth, Wind, and Fire. We, you know, we just experimented with a name that, like, Quasar was kind of a futuristic kind of a sounding name. And so that <laughs> was our bar band name until we met our manager. And our manager said, look, we got to find something that anyone in the world could just, you know, it's, it's short and sweet. And so he kept on looking, looking, heard, bending the jets on the radio and goes, jets, jets. And so it was a name that anyone could chant, and we all came and, and heard it and said, yeah, we'll, we'll name ourselves the Jets. And so our first look when we did our demo was we were pattering after the uh, West Side Story. And yeah. so we just kind of took that theme, and luckily we were able to get a record <laughs> deal based on a demo that we actually went to Indianapolis, met with Boy George, Boy George helped us with a single that helped us get our our contract with MCA Records. You got along good with these other bands and so forth. People liked you, and you're just a likable group. So that had to help, too, when you're trying to do that, because it's so competitive in the music business. Is, is that right, Rudy? Yes. You know, it's, you know, being so young at the time, uh, we were very moldable. I mean, I think our managers, we were all like eight, 17, all the way down to like nine years old. So... You know, we were like, do whatever you need with this. I mean, we were good musicians and playing, but at the same time, I think we were workable. And, uh, you know, my parents always taught us to just listen to our elders. And But that brings up a good question, because I, I would think when you get out there in the beginning, you want to get past that, wow, they're so cute, they look at the nice little kids, you know, isn't that wonderful? Because <laughs> you guys were real talent. And then all of a sudden, to get those big hits that you got... The talent's got to be there. They can't see you on the radio. So uh, was that something right. that kind of pushed you a little bit? Yeah, you know, when we re re uh, released our first single, Curiosity, there was no cover because uh, our manager wanted the people to just like the music. Not There was no picture to see who was singing this. In fact, they didn't even know what ethnicity we were. They, they thought we were from New York or the Bronx or something, and then they realized, wait a second, these guys are Polynesian? And, and uh, <laughs> so you're right, you know, the music had to speak for itself, and yes, we, you know, we were a band since we started, so we knew we could play, and coming from Minneapolis, everyone had to play, like, if you were going to be in the camp with the Prince organizations and all the great bands like Soul Asylum and Husker Du, the rock bands, 
you know, you needed to be a real band coming out of Minneapolis, not just a track show. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. the Polynesian thing is interesting, too, because if people hear that, they automatically think you're going to be coming out with ukuleles or what have you. And, you know, <laughs> yet if, if you didn't, you know, if you can't see you and we just listen to the music, who knows, right? But it was definitely an R&B yeah. sound and, and the sound kind of held on its own. It, it, was that one of the advantages of having the name of the Jets, I guess, is, you, you know, you don't go right there instead of like the Aloha Kings or what have you. <laughs> Yeah, it, that was a very big key. You know, well, you know, what's ironic is that in our Tongan language, there's no J sound, so it comes off sounding the sets, the sets. It, it was, a, it was definitely a differentiator, and I, we're we're so blessed that MCA and Universal, they really pushed that. Hey, this is a, a group from Tonga, you know, and that was very unique, and and it was, you know, and so we're we're grateful that our dad had the vision to, you know, first immigrant family. My dad's very visionary. He said, hey, we we got to do this, and. You know, the fact that when he saw the Jacksons, the Osmonds, and he said, you know what, I can do this with my kids. So that's, you know, we're just grateful for that uh, whole, how this all turned out, you know, 30 years later. There's great advantage to being, you know, the way we work. It's the Puerto Ricans in New York that were Puerto Rican and the West Coast that mm-hmm. were Mexican. We were literally, whatever you wanted to be, we were, we could be. <laughs> and you're What's cool yeah. is you, your parents did a great job because unlike, you know, some of the difficulties the Jacksons had and so forth, whatever they did, they didn't push you. You guys all get along, which is terrific. <laughs> and if you, is, has it been tough over time or is it just something, you know, the family's tight and always has been and I guess always will be? Yeah, we, we, we are not a perfect family. I mean, we've had our, our, our uh, hard times, you know, coming up and. So it's it just like anything in life, you know, we weren't doing, we kind of got out of the business for a little bit and then Rudy calls, hey, uh, there's an opportunity in, in Las Vegas. And when, you know, once he said that a couple of years ago, yes, let's jump on that. And so we just feel so fortunate that we can do this 80s, 90s era show, you know, and, you know, of course our hits, we tell people come dressed, you know, you know, <laughs> come in there with the, the era and it's just a blast. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. I mean, those were some of my times. I remember that, and you know, I think it puts a <laughs> smile on people's faces. They remember, that, and those were pretty good times, uh, the culturally and so forth. I'm curious about this thing. So you're, you're scheduled all the way through December. What do you got planned after that? Well, mm-hmm. our, our goals we're, we're we're scheduled till December, but we're probably going to stay here and grow our brand here in Vegas because we love being here in Vegas and uh, maybe do a few things here and there. But our real purpose is basically we know that this show will work in Vegas. It is a kind of a Vegas kind of a show. And when people come see the show, they can only experience it here in Vegas. And we may take it out on the road. But our our goal is that, like I said before, we're contracted to be here until December, but it might go beyond that. Well, I sure hope it does, yeah. because you strike me as the perfect band. I mean, it's like our good friends, the Bronx Wanderers and so forth. People will come back to Vegas. There are people that come three, four, five times a year. And this is one of those acts that hopefully you guys are there, because they're going to want to see you, and they're going to be telling people about it. It's yeah. perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, our good friends are the Osmonds, so, you know, watching yeah. Donnie Marie and you know when we put this show together we actually gave them a call we're good friends with their brother Jay and we said hey you know we're what do we need to do to get this show in Vegas 
so, you know, uh, if we can be around as long as Donnie and Marie were, and now Donnie being back, uh, you know, it, it'd be great, like Rudy said. We'd, we'd love it here, and uh, we'd love to see the people come back, for sure. A nice long residency. We want to see that. Uh, we're really excited about that. It's at the Planet Hollywood. You don't want to miss it. Uh, before we go, guys, though, I just kind of want to get your your vision. Are we going to try to record anything new? I mean, because I think people are kind of saying, God, that stuff was so cool. Once we get used to hearing this all again, Got any plans at all? Do you, does anybody, uh, you working with any songwriters or anything, trying to look for something maybe that, because I think this will sell in the 21st century myself. Yeah, that, that is a possibility. And we've actually been entertaining it. And uh, yeah, we, we uh, are just telling our fans to uh, stand by. <laughs> we might get have a surprise in the pocket. But yes, that's definitely something we're looking at. Absolutely. Well, great. Yeah. Well, let's tell people how they can follow you and so forth. I know people are excited. Hey, they're still around. This is great. I've listened to their music. So they want to follow you. Uh, where are you, first of all, on social media so people can follow the group? They can go to Facebook, and it's basically the Jets' original family band. We're on there. We're also on Instagram, same name, the Jets' original family band, and also on Twitter. And so we're on all three of the platforms. This is where we announce all what we're doing, and, and it's uh, great to follow us there. And uh, that's how you can get a hold of us. And do you, ha- do you have a website, yeah. though, too, that we can go to? Yes, we, we got yeah. a landing page that we're still working on under the same name, the Jets 80s. If you Google the Jets 80s, 90s, we're like 10 pages deep on Google. <laughs> You'll see videos, reviews, and, it, and, and again, just a lot of information of how to follow us. So it's, it's wonderful. We are going to follow you, and you got to see them. They're at Planet Hollywood. Get in there right away, and hopefully they'll be there next year as well. We're going to look forward to that. Planet Hollywood's a great place to watch a group, too. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 6.30, which is a great time to see a concert, I think. Guys, thank you so much. And, hey, we want to get the 13 crowns on here, too, so let's let's get them in here for a conversation as well. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com.